Do you ever receive a large order of brackets? Have your clinical assistant in the back taking them and putting them into those little slots like in the hardware store and putting them all away and then all of a sudden somebody bumps into him or her or knocks it over and they're all on the floor? Yeah, you know that's the beginning of a really fun day. We used to call that 52 pickup. Well, if you're using customized digital brackets, you don't have that issue. In today's episode, who better to discuss the topic than none other than my friend, Dr. Alfred Griffin, founder of Lightforce. The future of orthodontics is evolving and changing every day. But although the way to achieve practice growth has changed, there's never been a better time to be an orthodontist. Let's get into the minds of industry leaders, forward-thinking orthodontists, and technology insiders to learn how they see the future of the orthodontic specialty. Join your hosts, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein, each month as they bring you insights, tips, and guest interviews focused on helping you capitalize on the opportunities for practice growth. And now, welcome to the golden age of orthodontics with the co-founders of People & Practice, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein. Welcome to the golden age of orthodontics. I'm Dr. Leon Klempner, retired, proud, board-certified orthodontist, director of orthodontics at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York, faculty member at Harvard, and the CEO of People in Practice. It's quite the resume there. I'm Amy you. Epstein. You're welcome. <laughs> I have an MBA in marketing and about 20 years of public relations and uh, communications experience. We co-founded the business of People and Practice about 10 years ago, and we're a marketing and growth consultancy for orthodontists specifically. And a big part of the work that we do is work with practices to promote the technologies that they're using that improve the practice and that improve patient outcomes and that improve the business to attract new patients. So as my dad said, we're really happy that we have Dr. Alfred Griffin on our podcast today. As the founder and CEO of Lightforce, he has a lot to say about how technology can improve the practice of orthodontics. Dr. Griffin founded Lightforce in 2015. He received a bachelor's in biochemistry from the University of Virginia and then completed his dental degree and PhD at the Medical University of South Carolina while also lecturing internationally in craniofacial biology. Dr. Griffin also has a master's of medical science and a certificate in orthodontics from the Harvard School of Dental Medicine where he currently serves as faculty, like my dad does as well. And he is an ABO certified practicing orthodontist as well. So that is also quite the resume. Alfred, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Amy. Appreciate you guys having me. It's good to see you again. Absolutely. 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 Uh, welcome back for sure. Finally got you back. Actually, have been trying for a while. You're, you're a busy guy. And, and talk about resumes. That's quite the resume right yeah. there. <laughs> Um, I got so a three-year-old that keeps me busy too. <laughs> and yeah, a three-year-old. Well, I mean, okay. I'll let you go at the top goes. of the resume. Yeah, that's the most important part right there. All right. So uh, it's been a, it's been I guess a year and a half or, or or more since we spoke last, and it it was like you were a startup when we first started talking, and 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 things have changed so much. 
you know, the, 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 the technology has exploded in, in all areas. Uh, earlier, we were talking a little bit about chat GPT and, um, you know, how that could affect things in the future, but there's so much going on. So t uh, bring us up to speed in terms of life force and yeah. uh, what's been going on and, and, and how things developed and what new features and just kind of give us a, a quick overview. Totally. Um, well, first of all, it's great to be back. Um, I remember the last time we spoke 18 months ago, uh, we were at a much different stage and you could say we were a startup. I would actually argue that um, we want to stay a startup, at least have that mentality uh, for as long as we can, because there's certain things about a startup that are very um, important and authentic that, that need to scale, such as, uh, you know, one of the things we talk about all the time is being the best company at listening to our customers, um, focusing on the community, delighting people at ev with every interaction. Those are things that are hard to scale as you become bigger, but are essential to scale in this industry. And the reason why is because there are you know, only 10,000 orthodontists in North America. And the cost of being wrong is, is high. Word of mouth matters a lot. And that's that's our best, uh, from a marketing point of view, our, our best marketing weapon is word of mouth. When when someone loves uh, what we do or it changes their, their life, their practice, how they, their workflow, um, and they tell friends. That's, that's the best way to market, in, in our opinion. Um, from a product point of view, a lot has changed as well. So the last time we spoke, we had just come out with translucent brackets. Uh, I think, Leon, the first time we met in Dallas, you saw uh, that we had white braces. And I think you even told me that that's, that's going to be tough for some, some patients. And, and you were not wrong, Leon. <laughs> Um, it's great for the, you know, the 12 and under loved it, called them AirPods for your teeth, but we knew we had to, you know, make translucent braces. And so a lot of people at Life Force deserve a ton of credits, uh, for all the work they put in from a material science point of view to, to make that happen. And then the other big advancement that happened, uh, August last year is we came out with fully customized buckle tubes for molars. So up until, uh, August last year, we didn't even move the molar teeth, uh, or we didn't move second molars, we had stock tubes on, on sixes. So um, you see the platform start to uh, complete. And then the other thing I'd say on the back end that we don't really talk about as much is we've increased our level of sophistication in on the manufacturing side. Uh, we actually just opened up a 36,000 square foot factory uh, here in Wilmington, Massachusetts. And we've integrated a lot of processes that are ultimately beneficial to doctors that scale quality control, traceability, knowing you know, which part goes where to who, and um, improving the logistics that, that are going to improve um, service level agreements so that, that cases get there on time. Uh, so it becomes a very predictable business that, you know, if you're an orthodontist, like, like my dad, like uh, you know, a private practice, that's, that's, your, um, that's your livelihood. And so you need to work with companies that you trust uh, because the impact of something going wrong is quite high. So building trust is something that, that all these things are driving towards. You know, how can we continue to build the trust of, of the orthodontic community and um, become that standard of care that, that they you know, stake their, their business on? Yep. Mm. And, you know, the and what you're talking about with, you know, the best way to build 
you know, your company is through word of mouth and strong relationships and great uh, customer support to the orthodontic mm -hmm. community. Um, and so what we do it, as with orthodontists also as our clients, but as marketers, we're really speaking on behalf of the practice to patients. And so all of the work that we do is about translating technologies that benefit an orthodontic practice um, to the patient to help them understand why a practice that's delivering this type of care would be one to go to. So we're helping to build in a community the word of mouth around technologies like Lightforce to bring them into a practice. So the question I have for you is, can you put a fine point around the patient benefit of use of of having light force as their treatment that the orthodontist recommends? Like, what does it mean for them? Yeah, totally. Great, great question, Amy. So we've been in um, we've been in business for three and a half years uh, selling stuff. So um, not a lot of data, uh, but very proud to say we did just get a uh, a peer reviewed article out in, in JCO. Um, and with very interesting data. It's a retrospective uh, trial done in a single practice, but looked at the last consecutive 100 finishes with light force and with uh, stock braces. And the outcome was that we saw a dramatic reduction in both treatment time and number of visits. I think the number of visits reduced by uh, eight and the number on, on average across uh, five different categories of severities and the overall treatment time reduced by um, uh, well over 40% across all the categories. So the benefit to the patient is several fold. Um, one is you know, the modern consumer uh, wants an experience that really you can only get with digital. And up until late force, digital orthodontics was largely synonymous with clear aligners. And, and what that means for the patient practically is that you know, there are roughly eight, seven, eight less times that you take, you need to take your child out of school or that you need to take off work. You know, fewer visits to the orthodontist is a good thing for the patient. It's uh, you know, good thing for the world if, if you talk about, you know, burning fossil fuels and whatever. Um, but uh, there's a net benefit to patients there. The other reason uh, that this is good is that when you look at all of the comorbidities across braces treatment, it's like white spot lesions, um, uh, dehiscences, uh, gingiva dehiscences, and uh, root resorption. The number one correlative factor for all three of those comorbidities is duration of treatment. Mm -hmm. So if we can reduce the amount of time patients are in fixed appliances, then, then patients are going to have far fewer um, comorbidities as well. The other thing that we uh, learned coming out of this study is that you got better outcomes. Uh, what you put in is, is what you got. Um, and, that, and that's going to be continue to be true, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's why we always argue it's the artist, not the paintbrush. Um, so I think, think of any digital technology, clear liners, light force, whatever, it's just a tool. Um, the, the outcome is more dependent, will always be more dependent on the person that's doing the diagnosis and treatment planning, which is, which is the orthodontist. And that kind of leads into the next conversation is, you know, as you mentioned, you know, is AI going to be a scary thing? What's, what does the future hold? Um, but, uh, as an orthodontist, I couldn't be more enthusiastic or excited about the future. So. Great, great. So, Alfred, we, we were all in Chicago recently at the AAO, and what struck me was, you know, number one, the number of, of different aligner companies that are out there, but there, there were also, you know, other companies that, that make 
uh, custom fixed appliances. So, you know, this is a question I get all of the time um, as to, you know, what's the difference, let's say, uh, between Lightforce and KLOWIN and Braces on Demand? Um, you know, I, I mean, not every uh, product is ideal for every practice, but, you know, the way that Amy and I see the, the, the orthodontic profession moving is to start with a digital scan and it's either going to be aligners or it's going to be some sort of of customized fixed appliances so tell me a little bit more about uh, lightforce and and how it may be different than uh some of the other competitors that you have out there in the marketplace now well, well first i would say that i think that this category that we're talking about is going to be a growing category in the industry um, and I also believe that a rising tide lifts all ships. So uh, I have nothing but positive things to say about either of those companies and, and the other companies that may come into the space. I think that uh, technology and innovation, particularly coming from orthodontists, which both of those companies were originally founded by orthodontists, is a good thing. Um, I think that, that orthodontists leading charge on innovation in our space is, is a good thing. You've seen also in the past where that's gone wrong. Um, so. Uh, the, the net is, is I, I'm very supportive of this entire category. I expect it to grow. Um, and then you look at your comments on, on other clear liner companies. Clear liners are a category where you've got outside investors looking at orthodontics and saying, hey, that's a, a product with proven demand and proven gross margin profile. That's, that's a safe bet. A lot of the innovation on in, in orthodontics, I think, is going to come on the demographics that are or the, the um, opportunities that are on the fixed appliance side, things that uh, remove compliance or biomechanics as limitations to treatment outcomes, um, and, and that's that's what we're doing. Um, obviously, we were one of the first movers there, um, and we're going to continue to to both be uh, quick movers, but also advocates for the space. Um, you may see differences in terms of, of approach, whether it's, it's a full customization approach or versus modular approach. You'll see uh, different qualities of material as well in this space. Um, but, um, you know, we, we are big believers in this space and, and, again, believe that a rising tide lifts all ships. And I think there's room for a lot of people to be successful here. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, that's that's great. So if you recall on the last podcast, um, you know, it's customary for us to uh, uh, take a question from one of our viewers. So we have one right now. So if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and play it and then you could address that question. Great. Hi, this is Dr. Jackie Sheik from Northfield, Minnesota. As a current Lightforce user, can you give me an idea of what new features we can expect in the near future? Love that question. <laughs> we, uh, we, we get that quite often. Um, it's a great question. Um, Jackie's a phenomenal orthodontist and, and she's um, one, of, one of the earlier users of, of Lightforce living through some of the, uh, the, the ups and downs of, of bringing a new product to market. But um, to answer a question, I would say that any and everything is possible in, in orthodontics with, with technology. And I also believe that uh, most things that go in the mouth should be mass customized because there's a value to it. And so, you know, we're very focused on, on braces. The other thing I think that, that will evolve is uh, 
ability to diagnose and treatment plan, um, I think that one of the learnings we've had over the last year is that digital technologies like this make a good treatment plan and a good diagnosis scalable. And what I mean by that is if you, if you look at the teeth in, in a digital system, you might pick up on things that you might miss if you're just looking at, at teeth by line of sight and with a mirror. For example, you might miss a Bolton discrepancy. You might um, you know, miss, miss posterior torque or, or Waller Ridge uh, you know, considerations. And so you've got more levers to pull looking at a case from a digital point of view um, and you can start with the end in mind. So if you do need to make torque adjustments across an upper or lower arch, or you do need to IPR, or you just have a more focused uh, diagnosis and treatment plan, and then you start with the end in mind. So you're going in the right direction the whole time. Whereas with fixed appliances, stock brackets today, uh, or in an analog workflow, you, you stick stuff on day one, and then you have to react every four to six months. And then if, if you start with initial treatment plan, you might miss some of the nuances eight months into treatment that you forgot about. Whereas with digital, you can, and I say digital, including light force or aligners, you can look at a plan and um, always be reminded of exactly where you're going. So I think the tools that enable doctors to better treatment plan and diagnose are going to be a focus for light force. Uh, certainly, I think that uh, CBCT is a trend that, that we're going to bet on. Um, and um, Beyond that, I, I think that there's a, there are a lot of opportunities, but uh, they're they're all going to be reactions to uh, our customer demand and the community that we're building. So we learn a lot from our community. That's been one of the fun things for us is that uh, it really feels, particularly this last year where we've turned a corner, where the product is no longer light forces. The product belongs to our community, and and I say that uh, not only in terms of you know what informs our product roadmap, but also in terms of how um, how people use our product. I'll give you a quick yeah. example, actually, is, uh, you know, we've had bike turbos for a long time. Um, and obviously the, we've expanded the library and how you can use it. But initially bike turbos were conceived of just to, you know, uh, just to open the bike. So you're not hitting on lower brackets and the software will detect and tell you if you're gonna hit on lower brackets. If not, it'll put a you know, bike turbo to tell you where it needs to be. I said I wouldn't use ortho hands and I did. Um, <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> But now people use those as a functional tool to set the desired overbite. And then they'll also use it to, to accelerate the bite opening for deep bite cases. And a lot of them will even put on you know, light elastics in the posterior day one, and you see the bites fly open, which is really incredible to see. So this is an example of us building a product um, in synergy with the existing product, and then our, our community teaching us how best to use it. And then, and then that, that information spreads like wildfire and the people who ultimately benefit, to your point earlier, patients. As patients win, the ultimate brand of orthodontics as a specialty also increases as well, which is another outcome that we're looking for. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it does seem like it's an ecosystem that you're building here with feedback from patients, from uh, customers that are feeding the use cases. Was there, you just described one, but are there uh, like very surprising uh, ways that your customers are using Lightforce or are there practice benefits that you've heard of that have been realized since implementing Lightforce within their, their practice? Yeah, good question. In initially when we built this, um, it felt like an obvious thing to do. Um, 
for, for a lot of reasons, but the two reasons we really we focused on were um, saving doctors time and and saving money. The the things we didn't anticipate that we're learning about is we do customer surveys and people learn about Lightforce and, and the profile of a, a Lightforce customer is that they also greatly value uh, their mental energy and that of their staff. Mm-hmm. And they also value um, the regional brand and, and social capital. So what I mean by that uh, for mental energy, that means if you're going over to a patient for a wire change for a 15 minute visit, is it actually a 15 minute visit or does it turn into a 45 minute uh, repo appointment or uh, a longer time where you have to bend a lot of wire or you know, brackets coming off, whatever. It, it results in more consistency across treatment and also more consistency in terms of treatment times. Um, the, the cases tend to finish on a tighter distribution of, uh, of treatment times. Um, what I mean by social capital is that uh, you, are you guys familiar with uh, NPS, Net Promoter Score? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are. Um, I, I've learned about it recently as well. It's something we track here. But, you know, if you think about regional NPS score for an orthodontist, that it's like your brand in the community. Like, what are you going to get when you see Dr. Kluckner? Is it is it going to be, you know, a great outcome? Is it going to be a great experience? Um, are, are those patients going to be motivated to go to their school, their country club, whatever, and say, that's the guy you want to see because I got this outcome this experience, this treatment time, that's what we want for our users. We want to win with our user. We say all the time, we want to win as well. We want to win 49%, but we want our, our customers to win 51%. So um, you know, we're learning that through our community and um, you know, that, that's front of mind is, is making sure that we're providing value in addition to the time and money parts, uh, but we're learning more about how the system can be used to, to uh, provide other currencies to our customers as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, this has been so informative. Um, you know, we stopped by and we're checking things out at the booth at the AAO, but it's so nice to have you one-on-one here on the show today. Um, if we have questions from our listeners and they'd like to reach out to you or learn more about Lightforce, how can they do that? Uh, they can visit our website, www.lf.co. And the other thing I'll just mention is that uh, Lightforce Future is is just around the corner. So June first to third uh, in San Diego, uh, this is where we have all of our community of users comes together and we talk about best practices. So um, it's going to be a very exciting few days. Lots of awesome speakers, and um, you know there's a new frontier of digital orthodontics and what a fully digital uh, practice looks like. And you know having been in uh, the industry for only three and a half years, there's still a lot to learn. And so for me, it's, it's the most exciting time of year because you get to, to hear how people are using the product, how they're using it to win, grow their practices, uh, you know, an insight into financial metrics and uh, ultimately how to benefit patients. So mm-hmm. I think that, uh, that's, it's a great thing for new users, but, but particularly for existing users to fine tune um, how to use it. Great. Well, listen, thanks so much again for being here. We look forward to the next time you're on the show and we'll be following you closely in terms of the innovations that Lightforce will be putting out over the coming months. Awesome. Thanks Thanks so much, Amy. Great Great to see you, Leon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
This episode is sponsored by Dental Monitoring. And we talked about AI at the beginning of the show. And obviously, there's AI involved in the light force process. But you know, AI is a, is a differentiator when it comes to remote monitoring. And so whether you're offering aligners, traditional brackets and wires, or custom digital systems like Lightforce, DM makes it possible for you to keep patients on track in fewer visits. And Alfred talked about limiting the number of visits to begin with by using a system like Lightforce, but adding a remote monitoring component could further provide not only clinical benefits, but also patient uh, benefits in terms of you know giving back some time to them. Um, so from a marketing perspective, we feel that these are the types of things that practices should be implementing, looking at implementing and promoting in order to attract the new type of patient that's out there that's looking to um, spend more time with their family and spend more time on themselves and spend a little less time in your waiting room. So if you like today's podcast, and we hope you did, we thought it was a really good one, you can subscribe or download other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd appreciate you telling a colleague if you did enjoy it. For more information about people in practice, you can actually ask Leon questions directly if you visit our website at pplpractice.com. There's this little chat functionality, and if you type something in there, it actually goes to his cell phone, and he'll he'll get back to you as soon as he can. He actually answers them. I've seen him do it. Um, so, uh, thanks again for listening. And you know, I think there's something that you wanted to say. You mentioned that the I do, I do. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I I told Amy that I wanted to be a social media influencer, and she yes. says that's not easy to do. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, uh, we get about ten thousand to fifteen thousand, you know, downloads every month. So if everybody listening here would follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Dr. Leon Klempner, D R L E O N K K L E M P N E R. Um, boom, I'm an influencer. So anyway, uh, remember that. I think that you're already an influencer, by the way. No, Regardless of how many followers you have on Instagram, I walk around the AAO and I can't take two, literally can't take two steps without you being stopped by someone. And whether that's because you are, uh, you know, six foot five and walking around in that, that uh, trade show floor, you literally know everybody. So you're, you're an influencer either way. I, I think it's because I'm tall. I think, I think that's really the bottom line. You find you. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, it, I'm easy to find for sure. Um, but I love, you know, I, this is my 40th year, I think, uh, going to the AAO. I don't think I've missed one yet. And I always love, best part of it is seeing all the people for me anyway. But learning about the technology is always exciting as well. So, you know, Remember that for forward-thinking orthos, it's never been a better time to be an orthodontist. We're blessed. Um, we are in the golden age, so you've got to take advantage of it. So until next time, bye for now. Before we sign off today, we are thrilled to announce a brand new podcast from People in Practice Media called Practice Talk. So while the golden age is focused on engaging our doctors out there, Practice Talk is really geared toward team members. Our mission is to elevate the concerns of orthodontic team members that are going through things on a regular basis and need some feedback on what's happening and maybe some strategies about how to deal with them. 
And we'll shine a spotlight on those who really have found those great solutions. With that, I'd like to introduce Lacey Ellis. Lacey is one of our most experienced growth consultants at People in Practice. She's worked at every role in an ortho practice, front desk, chair side, lab, taking records. She's been a TC. She does marketing. So we felt, we felt that she'd be the perfect person to host this. So welcome, Lacey. Thank you so much. I am uh, nervous and excited, which I think <laughs> are two very similar emotions that I'm feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, this really came about. We, we talked about what's going on kind of in the industry and that there's a lot of resources out there, I think, for doctors of practices, and they have a lot of ways to collaborate with each other and get ideas and feedback. And from working inside a practice, I've just found that it can be really lonely and really isolating to be the only TC in a practice, or maybe there's two front desk people in the practice. Um, and in doing lots of roundtables and other forums, I've come to find that, you know, there are so many things that I was like, dang, I wish I would have known that sooner. I would have totally used that. That would have made my life so much easier. And so that's where this kind of came about. We thought, let's have a way that we can talk about these great ideas and these, um, you know, these discussions that are happening all the time and bring them into one place so we can all learn from each other together. So, you know, the format's really going to be that we're going to invite questions and stories about a specific topic. And then I'm going to, through my contacts and the contacts of our team members, um, find someone who we think really elevates that message, who can really speak to those concerns and, um, you know, have a really good discussion with this co-host. And we're going to talk about your questions and your stories. And um, this isn't a consultant or somebody in the industry who's trying to sell anything to anybody. It's somebody who sits in the chair that you sit in every single day doing what you do. And hopefully you get some tips and tricks and a little bit of, you know, awareness about what could make your life easier. So that's kind of the goals. I love that. And I think that having, uh, you know, people in the field on the ground every day dealing with these challenges answering the questions that we get. I think that that and and having you moderate, I think it's going to be a great format and it'll be really engaging. So we all look forward to it. So for everyone here, stay tuned next month and listen in to the first episode of Practice Talk, where our topic will be, correct me if I'm wrong, Lacey, strategies for dealing with difficult patients. That is correct. Yep, that's the plan. <laughs> it should be a good one. Lacey, thank you very much for joining us today. We look forward to listening to the podcast. And thanks to everyone here. Listen in next month. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Golden Age of Orthodontics. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or visit our website at thegoldenageoforthodontics.com for direct links to both the audio and video versions of this episode.